it's day 375 in the Big Brother house, and there's something rotten in the state of the circle. Aha! I'm joking. Hey, hello, it's me, Stu Simpson. And I was introducing the show a little bit like Marcus Bentley from Big Brother because we have very special guests today. We've got Pete Bennett from Big Brother 7 and Professor Tim Wilson from The Circle. We're going to talk about the state of reality TV because it's really important to find out what happens to these people after the shows have been on air and how we deal with it creatively and how it affects our mental health. This is how the conversation with Tim and Pete went. It was rather splendiferous. Hello and welcome to the Stu Simpson Show. Today's guests we've got Pete Bennett from Big Brother 7 and Professor Hello. Tim Wilson from The Circle. We did a song together called Love Simply Love over a year ago and I haven't heard from him for a very long time and I feel as if my world's of reality TV are coming together in kind of a, a monumental moment. So yeah. I can't help but thank you for being a part of yeah. uh, part of this podcast. Yeah. So Tim, it's been over a year. <laughs> How have you been? Oh well, I, I I've I've been fine. Um, I'm not sure about um, I, I'm not sure about the circle itself, but yeah, I, I I've been fine. I've not done very much. Um, life after. Well, Pete's going to know this far more than me. Like, what what is life like after reality <laughs> TV? I. <laughs> My life's pretty good, I think. I like, you know, it's a good I'm life really I'm pleased. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's very, I, I, I found it very tough, sort of doing the transition from one life to another. Certainly, I'm aware I can't go back. I reached out again because I saw your article and I think it was The Independent, and I was quite concerned by the, the things you'd said and about what had happened to you after, after the circle and um, how you feel about what's going on for you now. Can you just tell me more about what's happened maybe in the last year and what you maybe expected to come from the show and what's going um, on now? I didn't really expect anything from the show. I, uh, I I was asked to do the show on a wet afternoon in Cambridge. And uh, I don't know if you know Cambridge, but uh, if it's raining in Cambridge, it's particularly unpleasant. And anybody asks you for anything, you'll, you'll say yes. And I had a month free. So I thought, well, why not? But when I came out, I, you know, the PR people and, and that sort of machine swamps you and you're sort of propelled down a route where you think well things might happen and thing and, and the sort of life that I've been living isn't possible to continue you know I can't go back to teach in Moscow partly because I I, I was outed on the show and there's a very nasty law in Moscow in, in, in Russia at the moment uh, which is a sort of um, version of Mrs Thatcher's clause 28 which comes with a with a threat of between 20 and 20 uh, between 20 and 12 years in prison so that's not possible and working for other channels was sort of limited so a, a lot of a lot of job offers came in was that hmm? contractual well there's a contract that, that that would say that anything that happens in the first six months you have to pass by the studio and so basically anything I passed sort of got um disappeared really so it was disappointing and then COVID has taken over so I'm really not sure what's going on I am hugely grateful to one to one the viewers vote and to have won a small prize because that's kept me going for the last year i think if you'd been a contestant on on big brother like pete was because pete went along and won the show because everybody loved pete and everybody loves tim i think you would have won big brother because it was the people's vote at the end of the day so pete, i don't i don't think i would have won big brother against against pete well pete maybe is one of the few people in big <laughs> brother that i know of um, and uh, you know i'm really I, i'm slightly starstruck that i'm that i'm even in a podcast with him so, uh, so oh man 
I wish I'd hold <laughs> up a bit. <laughs> well, look, 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 no, 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 no. Um, I, I, I didn't watch Big Brother, and my partner was was glued to it, and and, and was running into the other room saying, "Look, there's this fellow called Pete. Come and see." And <laughs> so I did actually see some of your series. I was really impressed with you. All right, um, <laughs> thanks. I, I, I just think you have warmth. And um, that's what these shows are missing now. There's, there's the, the, yeah, the lacking okay. warmth these days. So, oh, yeah, very stunting. Oh, mm. and Pete, 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 happy birthday. Hello. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, it was a day yeah. or so ago, wasn't it? It was actually two days ago. I'm just recovering, actually. I'm feeling like, uh, yeah, I slept all yesterday after a good night. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm literally just getting <laughs> getting back to uh, God, reality, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what was reality after you for the first few um, months after Big Brother? Because you you released singles yourself. We released with um, Pete Bennett and the Love Dogs. I came to see you play. Oh, it was, yeah, I did. it was excellent. What was it? Oh, Cos yeah. Was it Cosmonaut? Oh, that was that was that was a track that I did. Uh, went on a UK uh, island an island tour uh, to um, to see to see if I could get it in the charts. Because uh, uh, but I got a number one in Ireland, which was nice. Oh, wow. But um, I mean, it's just a little bit of a. But uh, I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't have minded. At number one you know nationwide that would have been nice but uh, in Ireland that'll do so you know it didn't really kick off but um that, it was a great tour uh and I'm actually redoing the whole album again at the moment I'm releasing Cosmonaut again Superhero and all the other tracks that I've uh, that I ripped back then that but basically um yeah I, I never got a deal back then because just just the way things happened I think it's I think it's because I was on Big Brother that People don't really want to touch you, yep. especially the music industry. You know, I mean, if you do Big Brother or reality shows, you kind of are um, you're opening doors, but you're also closing them. Music's one of them. But I think I've, I've, it's, it's been a good uh, how many years? 15, 14 years now since Big Brother. So I think it's time to re retry my dream. I'm getting the album out again uh, with my mate Gav, who's um, played all the parts since lockdown because I, I was going to have a band. Um, I was I was going to start my band again, but then COVID happened. So in the end. And my mate Gav uh, has uh, is kindly offered to play all the parts in his studio. He's an amazing musician, and I'm putting my parts and my vocals on. We're we're, we're making an album together, and it's just going to be called Love Dogs this time. L O V E D O G Z. And yeah, hopefully soon I'll, I'll re re release some more tracks and get out there again, play at some festivals. Hey, come on in. Yeah, well, fest festivals <laughs> are coming back, aren't they? So so you can go back yeah, to Glastonbury God. and mm. Reading, maybe. I'm going to play anywhere I can, any, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere to stay, I'm going to get on and play out. Well, yeah. I, 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 I know of two, I, I know of two people who are, who are avid um, festival goers. So, so yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they keep telling me it. all the festivals are coming back. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But hopefully, I don't know. I'm wait, a bit, I am a little bit scared about getting the jab because I think that's the only way we're going to be able to. Yeah, don't be, don't be scared. I, I, I've, I've had it. It, 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 it led to two, two days of, a fairly yep. unpleasant um, uh, mm. side effects. Yeah, um, I think I'm but, but, but it's okay now. Are you all right now then, are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm fine now. I, um, oh. you know, I thought for two days maybe I wouldn't be. Um, yeah. But, 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 but you, you know, you, you need to talk to people like me who've who've had the side effects and come <laughs> out the other side. My friend's a bit. My, my friend's really ill at the moment. He had, the, he had the jab and he's in bed, paralyzed, can't see, sweating. He's really cool. ill. So I'm like, I am shitting myself. Yep. You know, I'm not not going to lie. I'm scared. Yeah, that 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 didn't happen to me though, Pete. Oh my god! Um, well, well done for not dying, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I thought that was a major achievement, and um, but what I hadn't expected was the insomnia. Oh really? 
Mm. Oh yeah, dear. I, I had I uh-huh. had two night two nights without sleep, and you know that's not it's not absolutely unusual for me, but um, generally if I've got two nights without sleep, I'm working, and this was really mm. strange. I was in bed thinking, why am I not sleeping? And that's very unusual. So, but we're talking about the side effects of of the job. But what are the side effects of being a part of such big reality TV programs? And how did they affect your perhaps your mental health and your? Oh mi- my god! Yeah, I might. I have therapy every every. I've got it today. Every Thursday, I have therapy. Uh, yeah, I do. I I do admit that it did affect my mental health quite a lot. Um, it is it is quite a challenge. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I have definitely suffered with quite a lot of depression and anxiety. I'm not going to lie, you know what I mean? So, but that could be a side effects of Tourette's as well. I mean, mm. I've got, I have got a, an, an illness which does come with depression and anxiety <laughs> and a, a bit of bipolar anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> I stitched myself right up. <laughs> well, then, but, 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 but in reality shows, you the, the, the thing which I think affects people and certainly affected me is you, you, you lose control. People know all about you. It's kind of scary, you know. It's not like just not a normal celebrity where, you know, but us reality people, whatever, people know everything about us. And it's kind of, I think that's what kind of rattles the cage a bit, you know, <laughs> it's kind of scary, really. Uh, but I don't know. You just feel like you're being judged sometimes. But I'm a good person. I'm a really nice, like, lovely guy. But people do want to trash the winners. You know, because we're winners, yeah. people want to bring us down, you know. They want to, uh, you know, yeah. sell bad stories on us and... It seems you know, to be quite a trait within the within the industry. We build people up onto pedestals, and then we like to knock them down again. Where else will that story go? If you build somebody up on day one, on day two, you've got to knock them down because there is nowhere else for that story to go. These people are storytellers. You know that that's what production is doing. And, and one of the one of the wonderful things about reality production is that they're taking a group of people putting them together and creating drama out of that. They might as well have sat down and written an, an episode of EastEnders. Instead, they've cast people very carefully. So that actually happens in reality. It, it actually happens on the set. You have your conflicts, you have your love interests, you have, you have all this sort of interplay of people simply because of clever casting and maybe the voice of God saying, what do you think? You know, <laughs> sorry. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> that was a pretty this- good voice. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> look a bit like God, actually. I mean, if God was a real, <laughs> a real person, I know. I, I think I, I think I look more like Gandalf on a on, on, a, on a bad day or Father Christmas. Um... <laughs> None shall pass or get presents. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, that that that, that that's what I, that's what I find myself saying when when I'm setting exams. But um... <laughs> None <laughs> shall pass. You, no, it, 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 you shall not pass. That's it. Um. <laughs> we don't realise the good that we do by going on these shows. It's an experience. It's really good. It's, it can be fun. This is brilliant for me talking to you. To just to, I've told you sort of via chat before that if it wasn't for you, then I might never have got a diagnosis for my mild Tourette's because when I oh, yeah. um, was years ago and I just I started twitching on a bus and then all of a sudden it sort of escalated <laughs> when I was getting sort of more and more stressed. And then you turned up on, on Big Brother and and I was like, I do that. Oh, and I do yeah. that. And I sort of, I started recognising mm. all these things. I eventually went to see a neurologist and long story short, they said, it's mild, da-da-da-da, you can have some pills if you want, but there's there's breathing techniques, meditation, all the stuff you can do. It was long before I found out about the Wim Hof method. Um 
but it was great. Yeah. It's brilliant. Mm. But if it wasn't for you, then I yeah. may have never got that. If it wasn't for you going on that show, then I may have never been diagnosed, and I might still be yeah. having <clears> so many issues with um this disorder. My view of reality TV is that because they've always put it as this social experiment. And I think the social experience really not on the players. I think it's more on the people at home and how people at home can be manipulated. And some mm. good can come of it, but an awful lot of bad has also come of it. What do you think are the, the maybe the benefits of going on reality TV against the, the negatives? Um, I think, yeah, obviously, I was all about awareness, so I'm glad that I helped you out. I didn't know you had threats, so yeah, I went on there to obviously the, the, the I had Tourette's and I was I knew I was a good um, role model I knew I could be because I was very positive about my Tourette's and I wanted to show people who were who had mental health problems or Tourette's that they could be you know they could achieve anything put a really positive message out there so yeah there's that there is that uh, I had that pedestal to raise awareness to the whole country and that's brilliant I've changed loads of loads of people's lives of it so that's the positive side to it but it does highlight but also even the bad even when there's bad stuff happening even when bad stuff happens on there that can also really you know it raises that subject doesn't it and also I mean even though that's something really bad that happened on Big Brother um, like uh, you know like, like the racism row of Shilpachetti, whatever it was. Yes. Um, it kind of has, it does bring, uh, it, it's a good It's a good topic for discussion, isn't it? So, you know, it can kind of raise awareness of that that, that as well. So even though bad stuff happens, it can also, um, you know, make people think about things and real. I don't know, do you know what I mean? I yeah. think, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So there are positives, but there's also on the, the absolute other end of the spectrum, people can die and people have died. Do, uh, oh, you mean in, like people who have um, committed suicide? Well, there's that, but also there's like when the things, the, the stress which is related to, I mean, uh, to to being on these programs and to the aftermath of what happens. I mean, for example, with Jade Goody and getting cancer mm. and things, and cancers are often yeah. instigated by um, high stress levels of well. stress. Yes, and, I know. The, stress is the worst thing ever. It really is. And that's why I've got just it's stress. Tourette's is a stress related illness, but yeah, stress is a real killer. Lots of people have been in reality, reality shows have committed suicide um, as well, uh, just through the stress of it all, and 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 the um, papers, the tabloids, rinsing out, rin, you know, rinsing us out. Like you know, I've I've even you know thought about it myself, um, you know, then ending it all because of because of the, <coughs> the tabloids and how harsh they can be. You know, they can really they you know they they've got a lot to account for as well. I mean. I don't know. They're, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to obviously, but you know, I have been there. I have suffered with real depression after afterwards. Like, you know. Um, and you're dealing yeah. with it through seeing seeing a therapist. Yeah, I have. A, I have a therapist every Thursday. I've got him today. He's, he's called Peter Perkis, and he's a really nice man. <laughs> but Excellent. yeah, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how I would have how I would have um, got through. Actually, to be honest, yeah, it was it it it, it was quite difficult. It really, it has been a really hard journey. But I'm 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 loving life at the moment now. I've really got my head around it all. And, and you're experimenting with some acting right now as well, aren't you? You've got a thing called Green Fingers. Oh yeah, I've got, I'm on I'm on um I'm on um Amazon. Yeah, Green Fingers is a really nice what's it a sitcom, a situational comedy. I'm Des, a silly a silly gardener, and Bob's my bo- my boss. But I'm just like this daft dimwit kind of like gardener who we get into lots of silly situations and. And yeah, each episode's got a different customer, and you know, lots of stuff happens. It's great. It's, I'm, I'm the editor as well. I edit it at home. Oh, I, wow. I, I know we go and film it, and then I edit it. We're re- re-filming the first one soon, so I've got to re-edit that because we've got to make the pilot really good. 
I've been, I've been since 2011, I started doing acting in horror movies, comedies, and just kind oh, of really? tried to get myself up the ladder. Yeah. So I'm doing really well now. Yeah. And um, Catherine Tate's film will be out soon. So I auditioned for that. And I've actually got to rect in that. So, you know, I can't wait for that to come out. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's Tim's kept me all, going, you know. Yeah. Going. Mm-hmm. Tim's also got some theatre background as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I would. Um... That's where I would see my future direction. I think. Um, oh, I'd love, I'd love but, to do theatre, man. Yeah, you know come I mean? and do it with me. Come and do. Well, I'll come yeah, and do come it on in. Let's do it. I mean, that's where let's... I want to go. I mean, I, I love all yeah. the film, but I want to sing and dance on stage. Well, me too. <laughs> do you, do you tap dance, Pete? I used to when I was a little boy. But he keeps falling in the sink. Why do, let's get let's get together and do some lessons. Um, let's do something. Let's just. So, what do you have a theatre production, or, or do you? Do well, you do I don't. I, I I don't really. I'm. I my my background at the moment is animation, and um, oh, wow. you, you know, so and, and traditional animation. But I feel I I I feel I want to get back into the theatre. I, I used can, to I used to direct. I, used I can to very much design. see you as Zorba. I, I I've done some acting, but I had a really bad experience with stage fright years ago, um, where, where I slipped off the stage, and um, and I thought, you know, that's that, that's not something I want to do anymore. Now I think. Actually, that's the that, that's the obvious thing to do. It, it'd be great. I'd love to play things like Zorba. Yeah, it's trying to define what the next move is. In some ways, the reality TV thing, it thinks that once the show is finished, that's its job done. And in a way, it is, and and that's what I prefer to see. But at the same time, people who are performing on television, they need to have sort of proper professional support so that when their performance on TV is over there's a route for them to follow. So they should have, if, if they haven't already got it, they should have theatre agents, they should have union representation, they should be properly paid. That should be the baseline. Everything else is extra. And I don't think um, production companies should interfere with people's lives afterwards. What tabloids do, God knows we can't control them. You know, Prince Harry and Meghan have discovered that. Mm. But we should at least have this baseline. And, and if you go all the way back to the beginning of performance in, in this country, modern performance in this country, that's the music hall. And there was a thing called the Variety Artists Federation. That, that came in right at the beginning of the century before any of the equity unions. You know, it was about collective bargaining and, and, and initially about, about getting a deal uh, in the 1870s so that um, variety performers could travel from theatre to theatre and get cheap tickets on the train. And they, they took the view their job wasn't to validate the artists. They weren't operating a closed shop. Whatever you could pay, you paid because you were out there performing and you had to be protected from exploitation by management. We've sort of lost that principle. It feels within reality TV that this is more gladiatorial than performer-based in the sense that we're being put into this ring to be sort of fighting, combating each other, whether it's through warmth and comedy or whatever it is. Drama is confrontation. So from that point of view, they're quite right. And that's the problem. So, But if you're going to be gladiatorial, you should be protected. And the gladiators were protected in ancient Rome. Uh, Most of the time they didn't die. Uh, It was only very rich people who could employ a gladiator to die. We've got very rich studios and very rich production companies that maybe maybe they are paying the money to to get the fights to the death. And speaking um, of gladiators, what do we think of, um, is it James, the new gladiator in Circle 3? Oh, I adore him. (laughs) Have you watched it? Have you seen it? I've not seen the circle. I, I, so it's a it's a reality show, is it? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like Big Brother Extra. Basically, you take all the, the contestants from Big Brother, put them in different flats that they can either be themselves or pretend to be somebody else in order to win the prize money. So it changes sort of the, the, the game a bit. When Big Brother got nastier as the series went on, they're bringing in more of those elements now. And it's moving, in my opinion, a little bit far too quickly. It's sort of evolving in a much quicker pace than than Big Brother did, because Big Brother evolved over in, in, in the UK over an 18-year period, because uh, basically it started off really nice, like the circle did, really lovely people. It just, we watched people interacting really naturally, and it was filmed over a period of about three months, and then so they could get all, like, real, real-life reactions, and the production didn't push it too much. But as the series progressed, and I think the circles learned an awful lot from this, that they will are trying to control what is happening with their performers. Do you, do you people, you chaps, do you think that <laughs> maybe it's moved too quickly? Um, that that, that um, reality is just they're trying to control these people a bit too much, perhaps. Uh, I think I think control is part of the is part of the production process. I think all they've done is is shown their hand. Um, whereas originally, you know, they're like they're like the, uh, the 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 malicious granny from Snow White or something. Now, now, now they're actually showing you the poisoned apple, um, dipped in gold, uh-huh. as some, somebody said. But it, it's uh, you know, then there's there's no pretense anymore. And at the same time, the contestants in this current series just don't seem to have time to spend the time becoming friends. So therefore, it's all about alliance and strategy and not about friendship. And so they can't rely on anything. Everything is uncertain. And it, it, it's a bit worrying. Now, if you go over to America, because I'd seen almost no reality TV before I did The Circle. Um, now I've watched, I binge watched so much. You know, now, now, now I've met you, Pete, I'm going to try and find old episodes of Big Brother and see <laughs> if I can track you down properly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's back in 2006, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, 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 when we were... weren't controlled, we were like left to our own devices. But now, now, nowadays, yeah, I think the production company, they really do get involved. If the production company controls, then it's actually easier for them to film because... Well, you're right, they're, they're, you know, yeah. they're following a storyline. If if they if they're leading you to anything, then they then yeah. they've got hours and hours of editing that they've got to do. You you're know, right, as you know, an editor, around we sat around a lot just doing nothing. Um, yeah. I think, and yeah, and yeah. So we, uh, but nowadays they interfere with um, uh, people so that they make them fight and argue and you know yeah. on purpose. But back then, in my day, when I was 2006, we were left to our own devices, and there was hours and hours of just. Just sitting around doing nothing like yeah now they now they have full control of of of, of uh i mean but they used to even get um we used to audition as well like normal people would audition but nowadays i know that they go to agencies so they just go and get to go to an agency find a nice person put them in there make them fight and <laughs> they've got the footage you know yeah. they don't mess did, about did, now did, did you audition yeah I auditioned yeah yeah i went and went down to wembley and i got a star yeah. straight away and i got straight through to the last round because um they loved me so much it was really good <laughs> well who who wouldn't who wouldn't i mean and, you know <laughs> and pick, pick, pick me out of a line of the audition the year after i did didn't i yeah. you did you did I had, I had half pink and half blonde hair at the time and they pushed me through and i didn't get chosen <laughs> i tried getting you in 
you did you tried your best and actually i showed you my sketchbook afterwards and I think you turned around to me and you looked at my drawings and said that quietly you don't really you don't need this you, you you're more talented than this you just do your own thing you don't need big brother and, I, and it was such a look yeah something along those lines it was just really reassuring and it's not an act he really is this nice he really is such a lovely kind <laughs> man so uh, i'm a nice, yeah. nice man yeah. you are you are really good <laughs> Does reality TV need to change as it got to a point where it's no longer recognisable as what it could be? And what makes a good TV show, basically? I think it needs to get back to being putting real people in again. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and none of this uh, sort of fake. There's lot, I mean, I'm not saying you're fake. You seem like a very real person. You seem lovely. Um, but the usual clientele are now, like, you know, quite all about sexy people, you know, and people yeah. who are quite, you know, uh, where's, where's all the real people gone? Yeah. Like, well, all the, the real kind yeah, of characters. Yeah. Where's the characters gone? As Big Brother went on, and, and actually I think it was in, in the, the introduction of Love Island as well, they started casting people on on the shape of their bodies and kind of... Exactly you know, what, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would have never got in nowadays if I auditioned, you know what I mean? <laughs> it would never happen. But <laughs> well, 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 clearly, clearly, Peter, I was cast on the shape of my body. I mean, you must. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I've always said that. <laughs> I didn't write it, but... Uh, I haven't uh, seen you naked yet. It'll be on Friday, so, but, but it's, not na- it's, not <coughs> naked, it's not naked attraction. So it's, um, it's all very taste. It's all very done in the very best possible taste. So mm, it's, yes, it's all, well, 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 the people who made the circle made na- naked attraction. So I, I do remember on, on down days, my producers would tell me about um, about what was going on in naked attraction, which was um, a bit of an eye opener. So, oh, yeah, I got asked to be on that. I'm glad I didn't do it. Mm. Mm. Well, so there's some awful things happen that can come from it. I mean, there was uh, somebody who was on Celebrity Big Brother who's been on TV since they were a child. Uh, I can't remember, a transgender woman used to be in antiques and things, mm. ended up going on Naked Attraction. And then the man who was judging really tore her apart. It was horrible. It was just, it was really, no. it, but then it, then they, they just got an absolute tirade on, on social media mm. about how, how badly you treat this woman. It was just vile. So there's that, this connection between social media and, and, and reality TV that seems to go hand in hand. I mean, the circle's quite a, it's almost a reflection of what's going on in society in the sense that we've now got little cameras everywhere looking at us like we're doing now. And when Big Brother was first introduced, we had CCTV being introduced into the nation. Is this art being life or is this life reflecting art or is it a bit of both? Well, there seems, seems to be a bit of both, but, uh, but you know, certainly there's a lot of shows which are encouraging cyberbullying, trolling. Uh, sort of a, a nasty definition by um, by appearance, and a lot of a lot of the reality shows that I'm picking up are definitely of that ilk. Mm. And uh, I, I would hate to have gone through lockdown. Well, I did go through lockdown watching lots of reality TV. So that's not. That's, <laughs> I thought it was work, but I yeah, I've obviously done myself a lot of damage doing that. But yeah, uh, I, I I watched a lot of Survivor which I think is a brutal show. Hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem to be a show that causes as much damage as some of the as some of the other shows. And I'm not quite sure why, because uh, Survivor seems to be about the worst of the lot. But maybe it's so bad that people are well prepared for it. It does that many cast Americans? Uh, well, Amer- American Survivor probably does only cast Americans, but there's a Turkish Survivor, a Greek oh. Survivor that I've come across, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've been, I, I've been trying to get hold of people from those shows and chatting to them, but uh, I, I haven't succeeded yet. But I am, look- I am looking forward to having a chat with, uh, with, with Greek and Turkish Survivors. Excellent. Yeah. Will you be doing that in um, Turkish or Greek? 
<laughs> I might try. I might try. But um, the only the only Turkish word really that I know is gujukadam, which my partner says to me when he's really annoyed, <laughs> which is uh, which, which means rid ridiculous man. So, um... <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to sort of? Well, I, 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 say? I was going to say, I, I, am I allowed, Pete? How 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 is Nikki? Yes, she's gone into care. I went and saw her as soon as I found out that she was really ill. I, I, I yep. raced straight straight to her house in uh, London, up north London, just yeah. to give her, you know, a lot of love and encouragement, and um, you know, make sure she get. You know, I just wanted to be there for her because I haven't seen her in a while. We've, we've stayed in contact since, but <clears throat> I knew that she wasn't very well anyway. But um, I didn't know on, on what level. So suddenly, I saw that there was a a, a GoFundMe her friend Carly had set up, and the, which, which has raised the raised most money. enormous amount. Yeah, and I, and I, I went 60, around there. Sixty-seven thousand or something. Wow. So, yeah, I went. Yeah, yes, yeah, brilliant. I was gutted. I was like, oh my god, poor thing. And I went. So I went around there. Gave it. Took my mental health girlfriend with me, and we we had a really lovely. And they got one like house on fire. And we, you know, I took a picture together. And I was cuddling again and oh, put it up on net. Put a link. Put the go. Got put the GoFund link up. And I said, you know, so and everyone was really. It was a bit. It was such a heartwarming picture because after you know we. Of us cuddling again, and and uh, and and lots of fans were like really, really like really supportive. Everyone was so supportive, and they put loads of money in. I put um hundred in, um and my mate mum did as well. And um and then so got the, the, the thank God Carly. Carly's such a great friend of hers. Like really is the best the best friend to help her. It was really sad seeing Nikki, but I think like she's she's in good care now. And I got I got I got I got so much kind of uh, faith that she'll get better. I mean. Yeah, she, she. I think she'll pull through as long as we keep her in good spirits and um, make sure that she is. Yeah, because what happened? to Think about this. Is this is what this is positive? I think what, what Nikki right comes from a reality TV show, Big Brother, right? Yeah, she's a very popular, most popular, one of the most popular people. No, I knew, I knew of her exactly. But since Big Brother's finished and lockdown has has happened, I don't think <coughs> Nikki has really has really had much. I mean, Big Brother kept what, her going, you know. She, exactly. What, she always, what does she do in lockdown? She was always on the show. She was always yeah. on the show. She was always doing guest appearances and everything. And then since Big Brother's gone, what you know, what's happened to Nick is that she's not really out there anymore doing mm. her thing, you know. And then lockdown happened and, and kind of alone in her flat. Um, and, you know, depression's kicked in and she's she's in a really bad way. So, yeah, oh. it, 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 sometimes I think reality TV can, yeah, can really, can really uh, yeah, once it's gone... What, you know, so now, so now I think so. What I've done is I, I, I keep in contact with her on WhatsApp, and I'm you know sending her lots of love every day. And and now she's in, now she's in care. I think in five weeks' time she'll be in a proper clinic. So but she's she's in one at the moment, just looking after her. And then in five weeks she'll be in a proper clinic, and and you know hopefully we'll see her again and she'll be back on form. I'll, I'll put up a link to Nikki's crowdfunder as well, and I hope the oh, uh, I hope uh, that the cats are doing well, Tim. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what are your What are your handles? When, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, if you want, I mean, Pete Bennett UK on Instagram, and, um, or Bego Live. I'm on Bego Live. I'm actually making a little bit of a <laughs> income on Bego Live as a host. It's like an app where you go and say hello to fans and they give you beans, <laughs> which oh, get, kept me going. So Bego Live, I go live every day. If anyone wants to <laughs> come and watch me just chat to fans and stuff so yeah i'm I, yeah. I, i'm just on instagram now uh, yeah. uh professor underscore tim underscore wilson and there's another version of that on twitter but yeah do 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 come and follow i love you both and thank you for being part of the stew simpson show i you guys yeah. are great and may the road rise to meet you 
Namaste. Yeah, yeah. Or inviting it's us. Lovely meeting you. Um, it's it's lovely meeting you too, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Nice one, Stu. Uh, thanks for having me. You're very, yeah. very welcome. Thank you very much for listening to the Stu Simpson Show and a massive thank you to Professor Tim Wilson and Pete Bennett for appearing in what I think was a very important podcast to make. If you've been affected at all by an eating disorder, you can get in touch with an agency called BEAT by calling their adult helpline on 0808-801-0677 or a youth helpline on 0808-801-0711. And if you're suffering with some mental health issues, you can also get in touch with their agency called The Campaign Against Living Miserably. Calm for short, you can Google it. It's very, very good. Please look in the description up under the podcast for the crowdfunder appeal for to help Nikki Graham beat anorexia. Thank you very much for listening. Namaste, dear friends. Take care of yourself and wear a mask, wash your hands, and give each other a virtual hug. Just share the love. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye. Extra, extra.